Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal people out there, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and it is so nice to know that you've tuned in on this special day for moms. That's right, it's Mother's Day. Now, if you've forgotten, it's still early, so be sure to call the special moms that you know and tell them how important they are. These could be moms, mother-in-laws, grandmas, or women who have been like moms to you. They do a lot and deserve a little recognition every now and then. And if you're a mom to animals, give yourself a special treat, too, because we are finishing up Be Kind to Animals Week this weekend, and I'm sure all the love and care you give your pets each and every day means a lot to your furry family members. You know, Be Kind to Animals Week was established almost a 100 years ago, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that this morning with Jeffrey Isbell. Then, after our halftime break, I've got a topic for everyone who has been frustrated trying to get the smell of pet urine out of their homes. Rick Gregory will be by shortly to talk about a brand new product that works like a charm in this area. This and more are coming right up, so stay tuned to the Pet Place on K-Mozart, and we'll begin after a short message from the station. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is Jeff Isbell, a longtime Pet Place board member, to chat with me about Be Kind to Animals Week, which officially ends today, but should continue 365 days a year as far as I'm concerned. Don't you agree, Jeff? Uh, it's a very good point, Marie. I, I think about things like that a lot, uh, Be Kind to Animals Week, and it sounds funny. It's kind of like that old joke about wife beating. <laughs> anyway, I won't try and be funny today. Okay, I'm losing the crowd. Anyway, be kind to Animals Week. Let's talk a little bit about that. I know that the American Humane Association started this special week about 100 years ago to really put the spotlight on animals because a lot of times pets sort of get the back burner and are forgotten, and we forget that our kindness towards them is very, very important. It's something that was a novel idea when it started, and now it's more common, and that's a good thing. I think more and more people are actually treating their pets like family, but just like moms who are forgotten most of the year, and Mother's Day brings up the point that, hey, we need to do something special. Be Kind to Animals Week brings up the point we need to do something special for animals. And one of the things we can do is really promote animal issues to our friends and neighbors who may not be as aware as we are. And what kind of issues do you think you'll be talking about? Well, for me, it'll be the same ones I always talk about, (laughs) which is what we're trying to encourage all of you to do. And that is to talk about things like spaying and neutering your pets. Oh, that's a good one. Unless you're a, a, a breeder, which... I would expect to hear some good reasons for that. <laughs> uh, you you really, well, it's like this. You might like to have your pet have youngins. However, 
there's really not a good enough excuse. That's the way I like to put it. There's not a good enough reason to go ahead and breed. And I'll tell you why. Because there's already too many animals. Always. No matter what we do. The numbers are going down, but there's still millions that are getting destroyed every year. And until we could get that number down to zero, then we have a problem. If animals, perfectly healthy, happy, adoptable animals are being euthanized simply because there's not enough homes out there, then we've got an issue. And there are plenty of people that still think that an animal, a pet, pet animal is just an animal. That... That's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they have personalities. They're they have just as much intelligence as as small children, and they're innocent. And for the most part, our society treats animals very poorly, and that is why a week like this is really important to emphasize to society as a whole. We need to treat animals kindly. And one of the great things about Be Kind to Animals Week is it really focuses on kids, next generation, educating children on what it takes to be a responsible pet owner, what they need to do to make a difference, how they can treat the world better even, not just animals, so that animals and people and plants all have a clean and healthy place to live and thrive. A good point. And you know, with spaying and neutering, I know you talked about breeders, and we're not super big on promoting breeders at all. And I do know that there are some responsible breeders out there who really do try and use ethical methods in in their breeding. But there are still so many people out there who breed strictly for profit. There are puppy mills even here in California. We've talked about those before on the Pet Place. And one of the things we can do as we talk to our neighbors and friends is really discourage people from purchasing a pet at a pet store because most of the animals in pet stores come from puppy mills in the Midwest. And by buying a dog or a cat in a puppy mill pet store, you're just increasing the demand for these animals to be reproduced. Where would you suggest somebody adopt a pet from? (laughs) Well, I would uh, suggest they adopt a pet from their nearest shelter. Absolutely, or a rescue even, if somebody had a specific breed in mind. Sure, sure. A lot of people use the justification that they want a particular breed and they fear that they can't find it at the shelter. Well, first of all, that's not true. You will find it at the shelter. But just in case you don't want to take that chance, um, you look up on the Internet uh, a rescue organization for the breed of your choice. And they're pretty much everywhere, so yeah. you're not going to have trouble finding the breed of your choice unless you have some really obscure breed like a Leon Burger or something like that that you want. Then you might have a little trouble finding that dog in a, a shelter or a rescue. But yeah. And then at that point, you should go to a reputable breeder if that's the type of dog that you really, really want. Yeah, well, you you know, good people with good intentions can still disagree. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you must have a Leon Burger, um, I think you should question your motives. Right. I don't think it's that important that you have a particular breed. You know, they are all canines. That's right. They're all basically descended from wolves. Yeah. So they're all funny little wolves <laughs> that have yeah. been convoluted and changed over thousands of yeah. years. But we're not suggesting you get a wolf no, 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 hybrid. No, no. 
because the, the animals have changed mm-hmm. in the process of becoming domesticated. Right. But a dog dog, any old dog dog is a dog. Right. They're your buddies. They're but I, I, but I'm not criticizing any particular breeds that you may like. Mm-hmm. They're dogs, too. That's fantastic. Oh, and another resource, too, if you can't find a specific rescue, just going online and looking up Dalmatian Rescue, for example, that is close by to you, you could go to PetFinder.com, which is a wonderful organization, and put in the name of the type of animal you're looking for, and you'll literally get dozens of hits that are within a specified distance from your own home for the specific pet that you're looking for, which is a really, really nice thing. Well, as you know, uh, my dog is a Labradoodle. Mm-hmm. A Labradoodle is still at the point of you see them. You know, this from my the way I'm talking reminds me of uh, Steve Martin in that one movie where he painted himself into a corner and said, "I like to use all kinds of different clever word usements." <laughs> That's the way I'm talking today. But what I'm trying to say is. That dog is still considered pretty rare. But I got her from a shelter, and her mom was there too. And you can find almost any dog. I'll tell you this. You can find a dog you'll fall in love with at the shelter. Oh, absolutely. Anybody who's thinking about adopting a dog, if you just walk into a shelter and start walking down the rows of kennels, there's going to be a dog there that pulls at your heartstrings. Or if you're a cat person, there's going to be a cat who sticks its paw out of the cage and says, pick me, pick me. (laughs) There are so many of them like that. I mean, every time I go to an animal shelter, I have a real hard time leaving without an animal under my arm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And if you're like me, you don't always succeed at leaving without one. (laughs) Now, let's talk about warm weather because we're getting into the warm weather months and one way we can be kind to animals is to remind folks not to drive around with dogs in their cars or cats or any other animal and then park somewhere while they go and run and do a quick errand because what can happen if you do that? Well, it happens all too often and I'm sure you've all heard about it. Animal gets left in the car for just a minute or just while I go get this one thing or just to pick up somebody, or go make go inside and make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they come out to find um, a deceased pet. Or a seriously distressed pet. It, it's horrible. When I used to work for Orange County Animal Control during the warmer weather months, I would get probably one call a week that involved a dog in a hot car. And more times than I care to remember, there was nothing that could be done for the pets. Even if they were still alive and rushed to a local hospital, there was just too much damage done by being overheated. And it doesn't take very long. That quote-unquote one minute that you run into the store real fast is never one minute. No. It's more like ten minutes maybe even 15 minutes, and it might not seem like a long time to you, and you might even be parked in the shade. But even a car in the shade with the windows cracked, the temperature is going to go up dramatically, and it's going to go up high enough to seriously injure or kill an animal. So just leave your pets at home. They don't really need to go run errands with you unless you're taking them to a pet supply store that allows pets to go into the store with you. But 
just don't leave them in the car. Yeah, nobody likes to be told to be responsible because your first response is, well, I'm responsible. <laughs> but the the fact is, the just the just pets expression I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's my dog. It's my kitty. And they're just animals. Mm-hmm. This kind of attitude leads to a casual desire to bring them, and it's it's not always wise to do. To do, you have to be responsible, not just loving. Exactly. And and all you folks out there, just to let you know, it is actually against the law to leave pets alone in an unattended vehicle. So, even if you think you're getting away with it, you're not, and you will be. Uh, charged with a criminal offense, so don't do it. And I have one more little thing to say while we're still on the topic because it's so rare that I get to have you in the studio here with me. I have been seeing more and more commercials on TV, and they're real sweet commercials where a little dog or a little cat will show up at somebody's house, and it's clearly just a lost little animal and all of a sudden, the commercial is going down the road of, and so we kept it. <laughs> <laughs> and it became part of our family. I just saw that in a movie the other day. I can't <laughs> believe they still do that in movies. Uh, I'm flabbergasted because everybody out there who has ever lost a pet accidentally, you know, a door gets left open, the meter reader leaves a gate open, and poof, your beloved little pet goes scurrying down the road and ends up at somebody's house who doesn't recognize it, and they go, oh, you chose me. I'm going to keep you. And I'm going to tell you people, that is theft. Animals are private property under the law. There's somebody whose heart is breaking. What do you do when you find a lost pet? Do you keep it, Jeff? Well, I just want to say, by the way, if if you if you insist on not seeing them as property but as individuals, mm-hmm. then it's kidnapping. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, you, you take responsible steps. You you do the things that would increase to the highest likelihood the chance of the owners being able to contact you because the animal can't speak for itself. Right. It can't say, I just live in the other block, but I don't know where it is. I don't know how to get home. Can you help me? Yeah. yeah. So, first of all, owners always have a tag on. Not you, on the pet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you can get a microchip inserted. Uh, it can be done inexpensively. And your animal, I won't go into the details, but your animal can always be found because of that microchip. And you turn it over to the animal shelter because if it has a chip, they can scan it. And if it turns out that nobody comes to claim it, then you can adopt it. And the cool thing about doing that is when you adopt it from the shelter, it'll get spayed or neutered, it'll get all of its shots, it'll get a vet check, and all of that's included in the price of adoption. So you've done the right thing, you've done the legal thing, and you've made sure that that pet is going to be okay. And, and I'm sorry, I had to get on my uh, soapbox for that. And <laughs> before well, that's I okay. Most of the stuff I know I got from you anyway. <laughs> Well, just like moms on Mother's Day, pets and animals need official recognition. So I'm glad we're able to celebrate Be Kind to Animals Week each year, and I hope we do that each and every day of the year. So thanks for coming on the show to talk about that with me this morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me. We need to take a super quick break now, but when we return, Rick Gregory will be ready to talk about a brand-new product that completely eliminates 
pet urine odor and stains from carpet, furniture, pet beds, etc. So don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with more of The Pet Place here on K Mozart. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I am very pleased to welcome Rick Gregory to the program. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Marie. Thank you for having me. I am really happy that you're on the show because we had a chance to talk at Pet Expo last month, and you were promoting a product that eliminates pet urine from various surfaces. And I know that's a big issue for a lot of pet owners. So, first of all, what is the name of the product? The name of the product is called Helios Pet Odor and Stain Remover. Now, how did you get into this? Were, were you already working with a product similar to this in the past? You know what's interesting, Marie, is that a number of years ago, I worked for a commercial carpet manufacturer, and one of the things that they wanted to do was expand their market into a nursing home environment. And as you know, in nursing homes, one of the, the biggest issues that they face is issues with obviously urine odors. And so we contracted with a large uh, organization to help us find a solution to that. And Mm -hmm. this product was brought to us at the commercial carpet manufacturer from Australia. And I was a part of the team that put that together. It worked so well that the commercial carpet manufacturer owned exclusive rights to it for a lot of years until actually August 31st this past year at which point I acquired those rights, and I have now been able to bring this to the larger pet care marketplace. Well, that's very cool, but let me ask you this. I know that different animals produce different concentrations of chemicals in their urine, and so, for example, cat urine is very, very difficult to eliminate. How does the product that was designed for human urine work on cat urine? Human urine, cat urine, dog urine, any of the of the animals that produce urine all produce uric acid crystals. The the odors that are associated with urine um, spotting or however you want to call that have to do with the off-gassing or the waste from bacteria that feed on those uric acid crystals. What tea tree oil does, and Helios is actually a product that's manufactured uh, primarily with heat, with tea tree oil. The tea tree oil is a specific uh, chemical that actually encapsulates those uric acid crystals and completely removes them. So it doesn't matter what the, the genesis is or, or what, what mammal or what animal it came from. Uh, it's the uric acid crystals themselves that are attracted, uh, that the, the tea tree oil is attracted to, encapsulates, and renders them essentially inert, and then uh, because of the way that the the chemicals work, they simply dry and are vacuumed up, and the uric acid crystals are completely gone. When you talk about uh, cat odor, cat urine odor, uh, we have a a client that just utilized this product at an ARCO facility in Torrance here in Southern California, where a feral cat had gotten locked into one of their offices for uh, over an entire weekend. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. So you can imagine how bad it was, and they tried multiple products, including the leading uh, so-called miracle product that is an enzyme derivative or the engineered enzyme or however they call those, and it didn't work. Um, And it's been a month now, and 
the cat odor has not come back after they treated it with our tea tree oil product. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. And I understand that it also works on skunk spray. How do, is that the same process? Well, it, it's a similar process. The way that it works is that because of the tea tree oil's characteristics, it attacks any organic contaminant. And the organic contaminants themselves, they're the things that actually end up creating the odors. And so my yellow lab was sprayed by skunk out here in the Bolsa Chica Preserve, and we we basically treated her with this product and completely removed the skunk odor from her. Okay, so you weren't concerned about the safety of the product uh, being applied directly to the coat and the skin of an animal then? Not to the dogs. I would be concerned about it with cats because uh, cats, the way that their liver metabolizes the tea tree oil is different than the way that the dogs do. And so I'd be much more careful with cats than I would with the dogs, but we've had no issues at all with the dogs at all. Uh, it's not designed to be treated directly on the fur, on the coat, mm-hmm. but the concentration of tea tree oil is so low that it actually, there's really, there's really no danger. Wow. So, And I understand that it also removes stains. How does that work? <laughs> that has to do with, uh, again, this tea tree oil is an unbelievable product. And what we've done is we've created a, um, a detergent that goes with the tea tree oil, and it's a, specific, it's a specific concentration that actually cleans with the characteristics of the tea tree oil itself. The way that it does that is that it breaks down um, it breaks down the oils, it breaks down it, it, like the grease. Uh, for example, we've cleaned uh, walk-off mats coming into buildings, walk-off mats coming into your house, and it, it is an incredible uh, degreaser as well as stain remover. Probably the most interesting thing is that so many people have used enzyme cleaners for so long that if there's been repeated stains of any kind of, of urine spots or things like that, then what happens is that the multiple use of an enzyme cleaner itself leaves a residue. Oh, okay. And, and Helios actually will remove the residue of the enzyme cleaner along with the stain from the, the urine or the feces or whatever. Okay. Hey, let me ask you this. You, you've been using the name Helios. Is that available just online? Because I don't believe I've seen that in my local pet supply store. It is not in your local pet supply store because remember that I just got access to the product last August 31st. Okay. So it is available exclusively online right now, and it's online at uh, our website, gvpure.com. Okay, G is in golf, V is in Victor. Pure.com. Uh-huh. Okay. And I understand that you're also giving back to animal nonprofits um, yeah. to help make the life of pets a little better. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Um, we're actually, if, if this is kind of an interesting thing. If you go to our website or anyone who goes to our website, in the checkout process, what they can do is they can actually select which philanthropy they want the portion of their purchase to be applied to. So, for example, right now the the, uh, the pet organization to which we're contributing is the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. So, when you make a purchase on our on our website, you can actually select that charity, and five percent of our revenues, and that's 
not of our of our profits, Marie, but actually of the revenues. So five percent of all of the revenue is is being contributed to philanthropic or non non nonprofit organizations. So you can actually select ASPCA if you decide to do that, and and the entire five percent of the revenue for whatever you purchase will actually be contributed directly to ASPCA. Wow, that's wonderful. And if somebody is not happy with the product for whatever reason, do you have a warranty? Complete, 100%. We give them their money back. Outstanding. Well, Rick, it's so difficult sometimes to deal with pet urine issues, especially after pets get into their advanced years. They just don't seem to have any control anymore. So it's nice to know that there's a product out there that can help people take care of all this. So before I let you go and say goodbye, let's give the listeners your website one more time. It's gvpure.com. So that's George Victor Pure, gvpure.com. Perfect. Thanks so much, Rick. Marie, thanks for having me. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on K-Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place radio show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. The Long Beach Felines is having a special adoption event on May 18th from noon to 4 p.m. at Sentinella Feed and Pet Supply, located at 4700 Pacific Coast Highway in Long Beach. Lots of great little kitties will be looking for families, so if you've got room in your heart and home, please call 562-453-7377 to find out more information. And remember to check out our website at www.petplace.org and look for all the other fun activities on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.